stupid Steve Miller. I got my like crappy car. I hate you, Steve Miller. The whole experience is terrible. I wasted time. I didn't get any money. The little guy got my four tickets. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the music. Now we're up to the latest hit by English singer Phil Collins. The Zingers. Whose husband are you, dog face? <laughs> Whose husband are you looking for? <laughs> and the self-indulgence. Chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear. And when I do, it's usually something unusual. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Here we are, Spearsy. Los Angeles. The Stuck in the 80s boys finally made it. Oh, man. I don't know how you talked me into this. The people around here are just kind of weird. Baby, this is the Sunset Strip. These are my people. These are my brethren. Look at all these great people. The person over there has got a mohawk. So did you in college. No, I didn't. Feathered hair, mohawk. It's all the same. Embrace diversity. Look at that dude over there. Look how cool he is. He's got his lips stapled together. So did I in college. And look at that dude right there. Sean, that dude looks like a lady. Hello, boys. Ah! <laughs> Don't cry, Spearsy. I was hoping I could be L-A-G-F. You want a tour of my Hollywood hills? <laughs> Sean, quick, start the show. <laughs> the smog is hurting my feminine voice. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, my friends, part two of our epic series of rock dinosaurs of the 1980s. With me, as always, he's made love in an elevator, at least by himself. Times pop music critic, Sean Daly. Not as weird as when I made love on an escalator by myself. Awkward. Just want to apologize to Macy's right now. <laughs> it won't happen again. Yes, it's part two of our Rock Dinosaurs of the 80s. I love this series. You know what? This is comfort food. This is comfort food for our listeners. You know, it's funny. We started out with the idea that we would do one show Boom. honoring bands who peaked in previous decades but still had a nice run in the 80s. And that, my friend, defines what a rock dinosaur is. But what, you know what happened in the meantime? We discovered more bands. And, and readers and, and listeners. And more yeah, bands. Yeah, right. right. You know how many episodes we now plan? Four. Four. I bet there's a fifth. It I bet be. there's a fifth. Maybe. You never know. We'll stretch it like the police academy. Herman series. Hermits. <laughs> in the 80s. They actually had, you know, Herman's Hermits actually had a little uh, blip in the 80s. From what? Mm. I'm into something good, which was played in, I believe, uh, Naked Gun. Naked Gun oh, uh, two and a half, remember? God, yeah. please not see five, five episodes. Five really? epies of Rock Dinosaurs the '80s. Well, today I'm really excited about today's because last time we went over the Stones, a um, lot of cool bands. But today it's very diverse, very diverse, very diverse. Some great music. And first, we want to do it now because um, the lead singer is very much in the news these days. He's on American Idol, and he has a new autobiography out. That's Stephen Perry and Aerosmith. Give it all you got. Daddy's little cutie, so fine, I never see you leaving on the back door. 
sometimes called the bad boys from Boston. Right, the toxic twins. We should be called the toxic twins. But theirs is for cool stuff like drugs. Uh, and ours like fun. Ours is for our digestive system. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the toxic twins. Uh, Joe Perry, of course, and Steven Tyler. I've never talked to Steven Tyler before, but I have interviewed Joe Perry on his tour bus. And this is right around when um, Aerosmith was going bad a couple years ago. Yeah, I remember that. And I guess they're still not back together uh, in current times. But it's funny how um, what they're going through now also mirrors what they were going through in the 80s. Well, talk to me about what what was Aerosmith before the 80s. I mean, before before you and I grew to well, do them. Well, we had this tremendous catalog in the, in the 70s of Dream On and Back in the Saddle and, of yeah. course, Walk This... No, I'm agreeing with no, you. No, you were like, yeah, you were mocking me. No, 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 no. You can mock I me though, because I, I want to talk about this. I want, I want to talk about this because Aerosmith is a band that I didn't like at first. Really? Didn't like them that much in the '80s, and now, and yet, as I get older, I like them. Isn't that weird? You know, I don't think I even remember listening to them until the late '80s, and then I went back and started hearing more of their classic catalog on the radio and stuff, and. Uh, then I had a chance to review them in concert, and I was amazed by how good they are today. Joe Perry and – that's right. You did do that show. Joe Perry and Steven Tyler, of course, toxic twins for reasons of drugs, heroin. I mean, they're messes. And if you read the current issue of Rolling Stones, it's a great uh, Steven Tyler interview. But he basically says, I love drugs. He's like, I could go back tomorrow. I love drugs. I love getting high. You know. I mean, he's also he, – this is a guy who chases a high all the time. But tell the people a little bit about uh, Aerosmith in the 80s. Aerosmith in the 80s had only three albums, actually. Done with Mirrors, 1985, and then The Great Permanent Vacation from and 1987. That was huge. Yeah. Like, Done with Mirrors was a disaster. Like These guys were totally messed up. And that was 85. But then something very pivotal happened to Aerosmith in 1986. What was that? In 1986, they would team up with Run DMC and give us this great mashup classic. say the most important song in Aerosmith's career easily oh even over dream on and walk the, and the early version of walk this way even over all those because it gave them it, it really like second life second life for the next you know 20 years yeah. you know and you know they have one more whether they're, they're all in their like early 60s um, they've got one album left. I think they, I think they can yeah. put it together for one more album. I think when, when American Idol ends its run and Tyler and Perry make up one last time, I think one album. You know what's amazing is that Joe Perry and all the other guys in Aerosmith, they, wanted, they basically wanted to vote Steven Tyler off the album, like sue to having him kicked out of Aerosmith. But I'm like, well, what's the point of that? Yeah. He's with the face, the lips, and the voice of Aerosmith. You know, but these days, all these bands that you love, like Foreigner, 
Why do you always uh, bring no, up because foreigner? because Journey, because you are like an apologist for the newfangled who cares about the past, which is ironic because all you care about is the past. <sighs> <clears throat> I was just anyway, taking a breath. But I do you really, really want to see Michael Bolton as the lead singer of Aerosmith? Wow, that would be interesting. You know what? Here's my thing. I mean, Steve Perry, you know, and Joe Perry, not related, by the way. <laughs> My mind just wandered there for a second. If you could bring someone in who had the charisma and the voice of Steve... It's pronounced uh, charasma. Charasma. If you could bring in someone who had Steven Tyler's charisma and voice, uh, sure, go for it. But the thing is, it's so hard to do. So you know, many Jimmy, bands have Jimmy, tried Jimmy, you know, Jimmy Page wants Steven Tyler to come in and do the new voice, be the new voice of Led Zeppelin. <sighs> and, and Tyler is so arrogant. He's like, I'm the only guy who can do Robert Plant's voice. And then he did like immigrant song or something like that. Huh. Or yeah. so which one's the one is that the one that goes Ah <laughs> I can't you know what you know what's the the land of the ice and snow. <laughs> I can't name a single Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah, song. you Stairway to Heaven, that's it. Yeah, you can come on. Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> you make me sad. Hey, you know, I loved uh the, the permanent vacation album and then Pump in eighty nine. I love it in the elevator. The other side. Let me say this: the other side, which you probably don't know, uh, by Aerosmith, the guitar solo on that, take me, take me, take, 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 and then the guitar solo <laughs> kicks in. I love it. I love when you like when you fake. Joe the Perry's um, guitar solos are like really ejaculations. I'm sorry, I really? had to go there. I'm trying to be almost clinical about it. I just find them to be very sexual. It's too damn like clinical. ejaculate. <laughs> God. I don't I really, even know what to do. Can't you just curse like normal? I don't even know what to do with that sound I love, clip. I love them. And you know what? I'm such a nerd for Disney. I think my love for Aerosmith kickstarted when I went on that damn rock and roller coaster at uh, Hollywood Studios. You're an apologist like, for Disney. You're not and a let nerd. And let me give a little fun tidbit on that, and then we can move on. You ready? Fine. Look at me. Look me in the eyes so you don't cut this out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, you bastard! No, um, if you've been to, you've been on. Oh no, you haven't been on Rock and Roller Coaster. You don't like it. Aerosmith's Rock and Roller Coaster. Yeah, I don't like Disney Roller Coaster. But anyway, those uh, uh, Stephen Tyler and Joe Perry read that for the entire day. They spent one day riding the coaster and syncing up the music. So they're actually really hands on with building that coaster. As a lot of fans, so all day long, forty times. What? Boring. Oh no! Don't cut it. Save it. <laughs> all right, let's move on. The next band on the Rock Dinosaurs list. Part do a band called the Moody Blues. Once upon a time, once when you were mine, I remember skies mirrored in your eyes. I wonder where you are. I wonder if you think about me. Once upon a time, in your I can honestly say that I don't think I've even heard of the Moody Blues until I heard Your Wildest Dreams. What? Nights in what satin's visit. <laughs> like on the K-Tow collection commercials. That's about the only time I would Yeah, oh my God, I love those commercials. That was yeah. it. You know, in that one song. Can you name another song by the Moody Blues? Nights in what satin's visit. <laughs> Actually, no, there's got to be another one. Um, the Voice... 
Didn't they do that one? The one? I don't know. The voice? The one? You know, they've sold 70 million albums. You'd think they'd be able to remember more than like two songs. They have titles. not sold 70 million 70 albums. million albums worldwide. I'm, I'm forgetting a major, major, More than major Michael Jackson blues. and the Beatles combined, it says right here in my notes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you write these notes? <laughs> uh, can you name anyone in the Moody Blues? Uh, Jerry... Fitzkinger? Yeah, Fitz, the Fitz. The Fitz, we call him. Uh, <laughs> Larry Jenkins. Um, Spencer you Settings. You know what? You, my Larry is your Jerry. You yeah, always go with Jerry. Jerry. For some reason, you like Jerry. I know more Jerry's. You know more Larry's because you're from the Northeast. Larry. They actually Larry. Had, uh, Mooney Blues um, actually had a lot of albums in the 80s. They had uh, The Present. Seriously, they had a song called The Voice. I swear they did. The Present in 1983 had three minor singles. Uh Blue World, Sitting at the Wheel, and Running Water. But uh, I think, every, yeah, I, I they think were everyone. Very knew, minor. Yeah, very minor. I mean, I don't remember. What's uh, it called? The Voice, The One, The Dreams? Dreams? What are you doing? Dreamscape? Ooh, remember Dreamscape? Yeah, That's when he turns into life. the snake at yeah! the end. Yeah! <laughs> and that staircase. <laughs> Sorry, Moody Blues. You're not getting the respect you deserve. <laughs> Dreamscape. I love this. <laughs> I know. I love me some Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Uh, this thing's gone off the rails. No, everyone knows the Moody Blues though from 1986. That's when the album The Other Side of Life came out and um, Your Wildest Dreams. And I, I, I liked the video because remember, it kind of tells the story of this band throughout the ages. You know, you see him back in the 60s. I mean, it's kind of like played out this fictional band that's singing this guy like kind of pining away for you know, lost love. I, you know, I do kind of remember that. It's a great video. I'm it's, going to YouTube right now. Wildest Dreams. I'm going to look at it. I am I so excited him. about this next band, though. I can't even concentrate I know. on Moody well, Blues. Are you ready? Yeah. Here fire. we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jacksons. I love that song. Jermaine and Michael trading off. Then Jermaine starts it, and then Michael gets in there in the middle, and it just blows his brother away. It's like more so like incandescent. But Torture's a great song. Yeah. And Torture, I think, was the... Yeah, you're not really convinced. And then I think it was the second single off the um, Victory album. The first one was State of Shock, that piece of crap. Oh, uh, God. So bad. Uh, duet between so uh, bad. Mick and Michael Jackson, which is really, really horrible. Yeah. Um, the Jacksons had three albums in the 80s. Uh, Triumph in 1980. Uh, Victory Can 84. Can you feel it? Can you feel I loved that video. Very magical. What the hell is 2300 Jackson Street? <laughs> I don't know. That was their 1989 album. Was Michael on that? No. No, I think he might like um he has a, he makes an appearance. You know what, Michael? Late was, 80s Michael had by, his in 84 in Victory, Michael should have been like bite me. Right. Tito crawl up it. They toured together. They did Thriller. a tour, the Victory tour. I know they did, but he should have like he had he, he should have toured solo. Out. He should have He, he bailed them out. And what right. does he get for it? He does a Pepsi commercial and his hair catches on fire. God. No. His hair's probably burning thinking, "Evan Tito. <laughs> I should be cashing Thriller checks right now yeah. instead of doing this." You know, he bailed them out because Joe Jackson, his crap father, probably said something about, "You got to help the rest of the family out, Thriller. Get in here." Angry. Look at yeah, I'm angry. angry. This is I weird. love Michael Jackson. I'm like furious about that. The Triumph album is actually pretty good. 
Yeah. I like the Jacksons in the 80s. I mean, have you ever seen the Can You Feel It video where they all kind of like awake and then they're putting their like Michael Jackson golden seed on you? You ever cool. see that? <laughs> I did rent that video of Michael Jackson's golden seed. <laughs> it's Jerry Jackson's golden seed. It's <laughs> Sorry. Totally oh, you're thing. right. Yeah. That explains a lot. I have that. It's one of the most played songs on my iPod. Really? A little tidbit for you. Trade it with your friends. You want one of the most played songs on my iPods? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our next rock dinosaur of the 80s, the Bee Gees. You win again. It's a number one song. It's a number one song in Norway. <laughs> you love Norway. <laughs> I do love it. Mama, no. Mama, no. Right there. I just made this podcast gold. Would Trina have <laughs> had listened to that song? She must have. Yeah. Like as I wept and cried and masturbated in the other room. We're going to ejaculate again. It's not good. <laughs> My lonely ejaculate. Were you, were you a Bee Gees fan back in the late 70s? I the whole love, Saturday Night Fever. A- absolutely. More than a woman. More than a spizzy. I, I was a huge Bee Gees fan. You know what? And when we were growing up, the Bee Gees took hits, right? Because it was the post-Saturday Night Fever days, and all of a sudden, that whole disco movement. And so when we were in school, people were like down on them. Bee Gees, the Brothers Gibb, effing brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant songwriters. Um, those really, really cool voices. And I think now you see with guys like Timberlake and, and Jimmy Fallon, like kind of bringing love back to the Bee Gees. But you look at their body of work. Like you look at their 60s stuff before they went disco. Right. It was yeah. kind of that folk pop. Really, really smart. And then the 80s, the 80s weren't great. I, yeah. do, I don't know you went again, or maybe if you played for me, I would. I remember one was a huge hit for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the trouble um, with the Bee Gees was that they got caught on the wrong side of the disco wave, you know? That, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, they came I mean, was in that right the when it was end, start, yeah. Saturday Night Fever was trying to catch uh, people. When people look at disco and they and they unload on it, it they fix it on Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, and which is a shame because a it's really fun movie. Night Fever, Night Fever. Even, Remember, it was released as a rated R movie, and then they released the PG version. What did the, they cut out? The guy falling off the bridge. Really. Yeah, there's That's a lot it. of F-bombs in there and stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, back then, that wasn't so cool. Nowadays, you have to, like, sodomize a pig to get an R rating. Yeah, it's true. He hits my hair. That's my favorite line. Yeah, it's... But they were getting um, Night Fever. Uh, what's the, the other good one? Um, More Than a Woman. More Than a Woman's my favorite. Staying Alive. No. More Than a Woman. More Than a Woman. I don't know why. Um, it's the VGF I, story. I love the Bee Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Bee Gees, too. I'm more than a woman, a lot more, <laughs> about eight inches more. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give yourself that much credit. They actually had several albums in the 80s. They had uh, 1981, Give Us Living Eyes. Uh, which Terrible name for an album, Living it is, Eyes. It it's is. creepy. Uh, it's ES- Dead ES- Eyes? ESP was 1987. Awful. And the album simply titled One in 1989. Yeah. Very sad. I also like Andy Gibb. I just want to be your everything, Spizzy. That's so 70s. That's like a 70s. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it was 80s. No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. God, I just, I'm in a singing mood. When you hear a song like that, though, doesn't it just scream FM in the late 70s? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you know I like that stuff. I do, too. I like a lot of it. Do you still, uh, tr- tr- truth, or, truth or false, do you have uh, Afternoon Delight on your iPod? 
Afternoon Delight? Yeah. Hmm, that's a really good question. I imagine at some point, like some uh, version, do you have it? No. Skyrockets it. Who's it? Starland Vocal Band. Yeah. yeah. Simpsons love making jokes about, about that. They always do it. <laughs> uh, I don't mind that. But I remember, not to drag my family history into this, when that song was a hit, I think my... I think, yeah... I, I shouldn't even talk about that. No, but come on. Uh, let me just say in so many words, it was not a very popular song with my mother. <laughs> uh, however, my dad seemed to be enjoying it a lot those days. So I think that in my house, Starland Vocal Band, yeah, not exactly. Uh, Signifies a certain evil. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. You know, I know. it's ama- Life's amazing. And, and yet I still keep it on the radio. And, you know, Anchorman brought back Starland Vocal Band when they did the rendition of uh, Afternoon Delight. Remember? Yeah. It's very funny. You know, Anchorman, not as funny as people say. That's funny. I mean, it's, it, you know what? I'm going to agree with you on that. But people, it's like the a, canon now. It's a brilliant premise. Like, people consider it untouchable. Like, it's now. Really? Yes. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day where somebody was, like, trying to say it's one of the great comedies ever. Oh, God. You know, I like what, they milk. <laughs> milk is a bad choice. Yeah, I uh, I saved one band for you for last because I know this is one of your faves. Sweet. Are you ready? I give you my friends the final rock dinosaur of today's list, the Steve Miller Band. Here's another band. Like I don't let, love them as much as I love Aerosmith now, but like Steve Miller band. Like when we were in school, that's our cruising music drive around. And then I kind of hate them because they were overplayed. And now I'm like, you know what? I heard a Steve Miller band that song there. It wasn't that bad. And Abracadabra was, you know, that was pretty good. I think I might have pleasured myself to the video. Was are there chicks in that video? My lord! I tell you, all I needed was seriously. Which like, band here did not covering. have a jerking think- off reference in it? <laughs> It's the Moody I, Blues. I think I pleasured myself to uh, do you really want to hurt me before I realized what was. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, Steve Miller Band, do San Francisco, really West Coast. <laughs> I don't know that I ever really got into the 80s stuff of Steve Miller. All I know is Abracadabra. They have other stuff? Yeah, they had, uh, what was it, uh, at least four albums. 1981, they had Circle of Love, which I know nothing about. The, the, album the that Circle you- of Love. That's Remember, I went to that wedding once with the Circle of Love. Holy when everyone has it. to get You're around. Not serious. It couldn't be the same thing, could it? You're mocking me. Do you remember I told that story? Yeah. The Circle of Love. What was the song like, they played? Nah, nah, nah. It was um, it was like like Phil Collins' version of True Clutch. No, it was Groovy Kind of Love. Phil Collins. Oh God. Think, and everyone like, okay, let's start the Circle of Love with you. Like, whoa, what? What's going? I on? I hope I never go to a wedding the rest of my life. I'm saying that right now. You are go- the only weddings you're going to go to are the next three. I, you know, I have you for plus minus five weddings. Really? Five marriages. If I think that even if my niece and nephew got married, I, at this point, I would try to find a way to weasel out. Of I it. bet you get married two more times. Two more times? No, I hope it's just once. Four? How, yeah. I think once I do you better get, with even numbers. <laughs> once you get over, about. once you get over three. No, this the one you you probably marry this woman you're dating now, and that'll be three. But then if that for some reason, horrible reason, that didn't work out, you Plane might crash. as well you might as well just go for eight. Eight. I think once you get past three weddings, then it's like. You know, whatever. It's it's like, you know, 
collecting things. It's like you, you know the the, the knickknacks. The, 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 the sanctity of marriage is kaput. It's kersplat. Right. You know, and then you're like, wow, let's just have fun with it now. I could just put like Seven a prenup uh, form on the blog that people could download. That'd be good. And they just show up with it. You should marry a whole in a span of a week. Just have fun. Marry like six people. Uh, out in Vegas. You know what though? There's something I love even more than uh, dysfunctional marriages. You know what that is? The, the Seggies. Ah, the mystical refrain of reader mailbag. And let me start by saying we didn't give Steve Miller any love for uh, his work. Love. You know, um, <laughs> when I was a, when I was a, a, a bellboy. At the Columbia Inn in Columbia, Maryland, I've told those is stories. Is still here? Before. Is this still there? Can we go there someday? Yeah, now it's owned by like Hilton or something like that. I drove uh, by the other day. But uh, Steve Miller Band was at uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion, which was the which concert, is still there, which is still there and still thriving. And um, he stayed at the, the the Columbia Inn, but I didn't see him. But his roadie gave me like four tickets. Well, I didn't want to go see Steve Miller Band, so I'm like, well, sh- you know, I'll go and I'll scalp these. I'll go over there and I'll sell these Steve Miller Band tickets and I'll make a fortune. And I can go home and, you know, have a nice dinner, buy some lobsters or something like that, some crabs, twin lobsters. And so I go over there, can't sell them. I can't sell. I mean, people are like, I'll give you like, you know, $5 for all four. Like, what? And so finally, this little weaselly guy won't get out of my grill. He's like, dude, just give me the tickets for free. I'm like, what? Get out of here, little guy. He's like, no, he's following me everywhere. Just give them to me. Give them to me. First of all, you're breaking the law. And second of all, no one's buying your stinking tickets. And so the little guy was on me. I'm like, fine, little guy, take them. And I like ran away. Stupid Steve Miller. I got my like crappy car. I hate you, Steve Miller. The whole experience is terrible. I wasted time. I didn't get any money. The little guy got my four tickets. All right. That's terrifying. Now, some reader mail. This is from Aaron Reeser, our good friend Aaron Reeser. And Aaron says, hi, Steve. It's me, Sean's unwitting stalker from the past with a simple favor to ask. This past November, I sent a letter to the reader mailbag telling of my husband's fondness for your show. Mike's words included wanting to spend as much time as possible listening to you and Sean. Fast forward several months to this week, I have a cranky husband, lousy week at work, it's only Wednesday, a surly 11-year-old daughter, and no new podcast from Steve and Sean since May 4th. Oh yeah, and Mike turns 40 today, which is surely the true root of his crankiness. While a new podcast would be a lovely birthday gift, I am a reasonable woman and would not suggest that you get one posted by this evening. If possible, though, would you make a listener happy and send a birthday shout-out to Mike? I'll be honest. In addition to making him less cranky, it will make me look pretty thoughtful, too. It's win-win. Thanks from a fan who was stuck in the 80s but no longer stuck at age 39, Aaron Reeser. Wow. Well, what do you have uh, planned for uh, good old uh, Mike? Mike turns 40. First of all, happy birthday to Mike. I'm yeah, 41. Yeah, happy birthday, Mike. Spearsy is 53. Uh, 53. So yeah. it's been a long time ago. Mike's a whippersnapper compared to you. Well, I can't help it. I'm going to have to whip out the tradi- traditional stuck in the 80s birthday greeting. Are you ready? Here we go. You said your birthday. It's my birthday, too. Don't mean that, okay? There you go, Farmer Ted, straight to Mike. Happy birthday. And I think that Aaron Reeser should do the right thing. And <laughs> yes. Keeping up with your theme of the show? She owes him that much. There you go, Aaron. Make Mike feel, you know, 30. <laughs> 28. <laughs> What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. We will play a segment of a movie from the 80s. If you can get it right, we'll read your name. That's all we promise these days. Pay attention. Here was the last 
mystery movie moment. I'm not doing this because I want to take long showers with you assholes. And I don't want to get my head shot off in some faraway land because you don't habla, comprende? Rah! Clint Eastwood in Heartbreak Ridge. That's a, fa- that's a favorite around the Spears lair. Yeah, I've never seen it. Really? No, don't even tell me never that. Never seen it's it. It's really kind of cheesy, but you can't turn it off. Is Mary Van Peebles in that? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's it's it a now. real I'll cheesy Marines movie. Yeah. They invade Grenada. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what... it's really bad. But it's fun. Is I, I want to see it then. And look how many people agree with me. Uh, oh, my gosh. Look at all these winners. Are you ready? This week's winners include Joe Dawson of Portland, Oregon, Dan Newcomb, Padre Paul, The Z-Man, JT Zend, Chris Nelson of Alberta, Canada, Chase in Denver. Just Chase? That's the great Chase Squires. Now he's just Chase in Denver? Wow. Uh, Don in the Sticks. Dangerous Dan. Alex Millimeter Peter. <laughs> Fortunate. Millimeter Peter. Uh, Basil from Crofton. Mike from Plymouth. Marty Yu, the great Marty Yu, will be seeing in L.A. Uh, Crash from Long Beach. Douglas, the General Arthur, and Major Bedhead. Hey, you mentioned L.A. Yes, L.A. is coming together quite well, my friend. Uh, coming up September 1st, September 5th, Stuck in the 80s will be out in Los Angeles, yeah. one of my favorite cities in the world. Um, September 2nd is the big concert at the Hollywood Bowl. It will be Sean Daly and myself. We will be there to see Berlin, The Fix, B-52s, and The Great Human League. Tickets still available to that show. Steve and I have booked our hotels. Would you like to tell them where we're staying? Yeah, Sean's at the Standard. I'm at the Redbury. So you're at Hollywood and Vine, a, yeah. a, a famous uh, address. And I am on Smack Dab in the middle of the Sunset Strip at the Standard. Um, so we got both ends covered. Uh, a favorite hotel of fourth-rate porn stars everywhere. Perfect. Perfect casting. <laughs> I might do a little film while I'm out there. I bet you will. And my nickname will be Basil from Crofton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, the the thing is, go to, go to the Facebook page, and you'll find an event listing there. We've got 25 people, 29. 29 people, not counting significant others. others confirmed. We so. had, what, 30 for Vegas, 40 for yeah, Vegas? Yeah, 30-something. And I have promised to bring my A-game. Yeah. Uh, unlike Vegas, where I got not um, your eh game. No, my A game, baby. Because Vegas, yeah, I got a little drunk, sure, and maybe I gambled too much and smoked too much. Uh, but you know what? I am A game in L.A. It's a city that inspires me to greatness. And so what you, we have planned is we will be out there from Thursday to Monday. Friday and Saturday are your stuck in the 80s days. Friday night is the concert. We will have a pre and post celebration of the concert. Right. Then Saturday is an open day for everybody. But Saturday at some point, probably evening, but we still kind of want to have a little bit of light, maybe some light and then the rest in dark. We'll do a tour of the Hollywood Hills that I have promised to guide. I will do a t- guided tour. We're probably yeah. going to need a shuttle if we have. Yeah, Mike and Mike and Mike and uh, Austin now. Mike in uh, San Antonio has promised to um, to get some sort of passenger van or vehicle. Well, if we have 30, school bus, we, we have need a school bus from Bachelor Party. If, oh my God, that'd be great! Wouldn't I bet you can co- rent. I bet knowing LA oh that they God. have a rental place where you can rent stuff from. Holy hell! I'm going to rent a DeLorean while I'm out there. That would be great. The Bachelor Party. But let's bus. do the math here. And Mike in San Antonio, uh, formerly Mike in Austin, if you're listening, um, don't think a passenger van is going to. F- Fit thirty people, and by well, the time who it knows, could be we fifty. Have thirty people. We'll see. We'll see. We'll but see. We'll, we'll we'll tour, and then uh, Sunday That's you're what on we'd your like own. To do. Sunday, I will be at Disneyland. I will be see, eating it. You're I'm, eating. Right? I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna go to Pink's and get a hot dog. Oh, that's fun. Pink's is fun. Yeah. For breakfast, lunch, um, and dinner. All right. So there you go. As always, go to uh, was it TampaBay.com/slash/blog/slash/80s. Yeah, find it there. there. Find a link to our or Facebook page. Come, come with us. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Well, 
There they are. More than enough. Drinks are on me. If you know it, email us at stuckinese at tempe.com and tune in next show to find out if you're a wiener. Yes, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune, the final segi of the show. Uh, again, we play a snippet of a song from the 80s this time. If you can get it right, again, glory is yours. Pay attention. Here is last show's mystery clip. That's Leave It by Yes. 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 <laughs> Lots of winners this week. Um, I love Leave It. Remember, there are like 29 versions of that video. Actually, that that's... Did there need to be? I, there is some... It was some huge number. Probably not 29, yeah. but there were a lot. And then there was like some secret one that people <laughs> talked about. It was great. You are great. What's that from? You are great. Willow. Yes. Uh, winners include Soul to Soul, Tony Green, Just Drew in Simi Valley. Oh, just true. Just true in Simi Valley. Uh, Chris from Rubik's Cube. We love Chris from Rubik's Cube. He'll be in LA. He, he's, yeah, yeah, he's going. Is he bringing his missus out? I think he's solo. Solo style? Solo. Walter solo. Cox. Carrie Gilroy. Elizabeth Conrad. Gabriel Daigle. Tom in Hoboken. Peter Ryan in Montreal. And the lovely, the talented, the well-hung Jesus Donkey. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at stuckinies at tampa.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. If you're not ready to give up on mullets in Madonna, log on to Stuck in the 80s. Just one of the many blogs you'll find at tampabay.com, the website of the St. Petersburg Times. Relive the music, movies, and culture of the greatest decade ever. Only at tampabay.com. guys, how's it going? This is Mike the Birdman Dodd from ThisWeekInGeek.net and BlizzardThumbs.net. Sending you guys a little bit of fan love right now, so I hope you guys will continue doing the podcast. Otherwise, I will punch you straight in the balls. Either way, guys, keep up the good work. Hope to hear more of your podcast in the future. So until next time, guys, live free or die hard. We'll catch you guys again real soon. Bye. You know, Stephen Q. Spears, you are such a crafty bastard. You have one eye in the present and the other eye on the future. Kind of Colin Hay of Men at Work. And what you've done, you have such awareness of the show that you have created and that you produce, and you were nice enough to invite me to. <laughs> what? By making this week's 80s tune, yes, you are subliminally <laughs> <laughs> suggesting that S. <laughs> S. <laughs> You're <laughs> Come on, rally, man. That rally? Yes, could be 
mentioned in part three of our rock dinosaurs of the 80s. Is that what you're saying? That yes could be a rock dinosaur? Yeah, yes will be a rock dinosaur. But will they be in part three? Part or part four, four or, or part, part five. five. Someone's got to anchor five. It's not going to be Herman Hermits. <laughs> I'm into something good. You know what else is good? This show, baby. I loved it. Yeah. I love, like I said, this thing's like a warm glove. <laughs> I well, love the dinosaurs. <laughs> Why do you got to work blue? I like, I like <laughs> to apologize to those. Yeah, I've been really clean for like seven shows in a while. I got reprimanded by Spears that, and then I, I went a little bit off the rails. But I didn't say like dirty things. I said ejaculate. Very scientific. Four times now. <laughs> It's a drinking game. I don't know. I'll forget it. I There's no magic. Again. There's no magic that's going to take away your sins, but there is the magic of the Steve Miller Band. We'll listen to them as we stay here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for the music for the opening credits. Read our blog at tampabay.com slash blogs slash 80s, and don't forget to subscribe to the show at iTunes.